I, th- I said at my dad's memorial, um, whenever uh, a doctor came in, he's been, you know, he was pretty sick. He's like, yeah, this is, this is my son, Clint, here. He's the good-looking one. And then I, mean, I was like, oh, cool. That's, right. that's kind of nice. And then he followed it up with, because he's definitely not the smart one. <laughs> You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast. Recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, everybody. You're with the Homeboys on the Homeboys Podcast. We got an exciting show today. We are talking about getting started in investing in real estate and also scalability and uh, carrying it on through properties two, three, four, and beyond. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. Hi, buddy. How are you, my friend? Couldn't be better. I feel the same way. Yeah, good. This is a good topic, though. It's uh, it's it's something that comes up a lot, so I'm excited to, to talk about it today. I think it's, it's always a topic um, in any investment circle. There are people that are kind of wanting to get into investing. They don't know you know, how to get into it. And then also in those same circles, there's people that are wanting to do more. Sure. And I don't think that ever stops. I want to do more. Right. Right. And, and it's, um, you know, the, the first one's always, always the hardest, so to speak, you know? And, um, so it's a great topic because, you know, you and I both got started in different ways, but it was, how do you start? There's a million ways to do it. There's a million people out there telling you a lot of bad ways to do it that we don't necessarily agree with. There's a lot of info out there on different ways to do it. Um, but, you know, it brings it down to our number one thing with getting started, which is to do it now. Absolutely. And it doesn't feel like it was 20 years ago that I was doing it now. That's right. And I look back on it pretty favorably. I was I had a phenomenal experience in my first house. We talk about our first house. You actually yeah. have a picture um, in your office, yeah, an artist, uh, an artist drew yeah. of the first um, home that you purchased, which yeah. I think is awesome. I wish we would have brought it in here for today. Yeah, it's pretty neat. You know, there's, there's uh, that that first house can be pretty special. You know, it. Uh, you know, I, I we have some clients who have made photo books um, mm-hmm. of their houses, mm-hmm. so you know, house one with before and after and all of those things. So, you know, it's something to be proud I of. I think that's awesome. And I yeah. think that that's something that uh, investors should listen to. I wish I'd started some kind of book like that. Now I, know. I feel like it's we're to the point of no return. Yeah. I mean, we, we you know, we do such a high volume, though. I mean, you're talking 10 houses a month on a good month. So, I mean, you know, our photo book would be too giant at that point. But at the beginning, maybe it'd be how fun cool. to like put, put like the, just like the, the extreme failures. Yeah. Like the ones that were like really oh, bad, man. you know, just the, the, yeah. the turds of yeah. the portfolio. What not to do. <laughs> <laughs> what not to do. I've yeah. got a few in my mind and you yeah. know exactly which ones I'm talking yeah. about. You know, if I were to rattle them off, that would, uh, yeah, that'd be a nice little icebreaker to go back and get a laugh here and there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's neat because you can be excited about the great ones. You're, you're excited about Mm -hmm. the first ones. You're excited about the great ones, but there's also something interesting about the bad ones. You learn so much from those bad ones too. And you haven't invested in, I know enough is a bad word, but say in a lot of real estate, if you haven't had a few bad experiences, you know, I mean, it, it, it happens. Your goal is to minimize that. Um, yeah, well, we, we like to tell our clients, our goal is to take the suck out of real estate for them. You know, absolutely. we just try to smooth the path for them. Mm-hmm. It's still a bumpy path. You know, we just try to make it easier using our experience and, and our great teams. You know, I saw the whole PM team 
is out there meeting today. Yeah. You know, and when I pulled in, I just thought to myself, there's a lot of knowledge in this building on real estate. Yeah, there you is. Know, it's, it's pretty neat when the whole PM team is together out there. Um, well, let's, let's, scale, let's scale this back and go way back. And okay. let's try to dumb this down a little bit. We all know that you're much smarter than I am. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so for me, humor me. Let's go back to step zero Okay. Um, as far as getting into real estate. So start us at step zero and get us in. Sure. So step zero is you, that you want to do it. You have an inkling. You've heard about it. Maybe you have a friend who did it or a family friend or maybe a parent owns a rental house and you think, okay, I'd like to do that. To me, that's step zero. Step zero is understanding that it's something that you want to pursue a little bit. Um, during step zero, you, you'll want to proceed towards step one by building a roadmap, Mm -hmm. kind of understanding, okay, um, setting some very minimal goals. You don't have to understand the whole process or have your whole life roadmapped out, but it's just you want to get a general feel for what what it is you're wanting to accomplish. Why do you want real estate? Do you want it for the cash flow? Do you want to build your retirement so that when you're, you know, 40, you can retire? If, If you're young in your 20s and you start this, you can easily retire in your 40s if you do this right. Which is what we always preach. Correct. You know, being conservative. Being conservative. You know, we try if people come in with grandiose dreams of pulling in a Ferrari, yeah. you know, right away. We always try to, to take that back a few steps. This is sound real estate, you know, investing. Yeah, we, we always talk about it being a way to build generational <laughs> wealth. Um, it's, it's probably the number one. It's not probably. It is the number one way to build generational wealth. And it's the number one avenue to become a millionaire. It's not the number one avenue for millionaires to invest in. It's the number one avenue to become a millionaire. So, you know, step zero is means you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be rich to, to start doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure everyone, this is accessible for everyone. It may not seem that way. But step zero is having that desire, realizing there's a way to do it, even if, I, even if I'm not a millionaire, even if I'm not making giant money. There's a way. And and the point is, is this should be an avenue to get you to become a millionaire, not, hey, I'll save, I'll become rich, and then I'll buy a bunch of real estate. Right. That's the, that's, you're going to miss out on all the time value. And and time value is very important, meaning the longer you own these, the faster they're paid off and, and the more you've built up, you know, your, your wealth. Slow and steady wins the race. It does. And and if you start early, you're able to not rush. You can then take your time and make smarter decisions. So step zero is wanting to do it. It's kind of having a, a broad outline of what it is that you're wanting to do it for. Um, your outline will change after you get into it. You know, most people, it changes where they start to think bigger. So if your goal for roadmap number one is just to get a house, that's fine. If you're Roadmap is to get to 10 houses so that you can retire with, say, an extra $15,000 a month in retirement income. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So we got we got an inkling. We got a yep. dream. We got an interest in getting into real estate, um, which takes me back. And, you know, I, I know that uh, I was one of those that had a hard time, you know, figuring out how to get into it. You know, right. I, I was in love with real estate well before I was even knew what real estate was investing even was sure but um but then after you have that 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 dream then what do you suggest for um for investors what's the next step well you and i think 
think that the next step is to kind of start building your team mm-hmm. and um, to, to have a better grasp of the markets that you think might work. So it doesn't take a lot of work. Um, you don't have to research every city and figure it out. You can, with the internet these days, it's so easy to find groups like us and see a group that you might respect or might, their, their, their you know, personalities mesh up mm-hmm. with yours. You respect how they operate. There's a lot of groups out there and they put themselves out there and you can find one of them. That To me, that's the best way to start. So when you say team, you're talking about an affiliate like, like us in a, in a city that specializes in a certain market or a real estate agent. Correct. Um, lender. Yep. Um, lender is a key person in your team. Um, th- there's a few lenders out there who do a great job with, with newbies. Um, there, there's one lender in particular in the investment world. Um, we've talked on this before, but there's only like, there's less than 10 companies that are top tier specialists in uh, mortgages for investment properties. And you know, walking into your big branch bank is not normally the direction that we recommend. Correct. It's, it, they're just not specializing in it and it makes it more difficult. You want to work with one of these specialists, but they help you build your roadmap, some of these lenders. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of one in particular who will literally take you on a retreat with him. With He'll take like 10 clients on a retreat and help them build their 10-year goals. We got to get him on the show. He's uh, he's pretty special. I've got a man crush on that guy. Yeah. He's, he's something else. He's all alpha male. <laughs> yeah, I just Anytime I'm around him, I just grab a notepad and yeah. just say go. Yeah. You know, I, I love, I love li- listening and learning. Yeah, but, he sent us a picture not long ago of him standing next to a grizzly bear. And, and when he sent it, I, I, I looked at it and I go, yeah. It was perfectly a, normal. It was perfectly normal. A giant yep. bear. I didn't even. I didn't even pause. It was like, yeah, okay. He's yeah. He probably then, wrestled it. And then I think that a few months later, we got a picture with like a an elk. I think a dead elk oh, and God. an NFL Hall of Famer. Oh, that's then right. They were out hunting together. It's yeah. like it's like Walter Mitty and Forrest Gump uh, all rolled into one. But well, anyhow, <laughs> the lenders. Um, I think it's important to mention accountants. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's. It's accounting is so essential to start knowing what your bottom line is immediately. So, yep. I think that if you're not an accountant or you don't have an accounting background, getting paired with an accountant that could help you through the process is so important. I, I said I've told many people that you know I, I graduated from Indiana University Business School, right, and. I just got a management degree because I had no idea what I wanted to do. But if I could have went back in time and had that accounting background, it would right. have helped me so much in my career. You know, I had to learn it along the way. Yeah. But anyhow, the accounting portion of real estate investing, you know, we, we hold it very, very tight. And, and I feel like there's going to be some costs, obviously, with having a, an accountant. But like you said, you know, I my my major at IU was finance with minors in accounting and economics. I don't trust myself to do that, mm-hmm. you know, to understand these tax codes and where the best places. So even if you are pretty well rounded in filing your own taxes and accounting, it still can be beneficial to have an accountant uh, there. Totally so, agree. So we suggest, you know, an accountant. You can go a step further, and you can line up a lawyer. Usually, groups like us have a lawyer that can help talk with you about legal entities and things like that. I wouldn't necessarily suggest you need a lawyer on 
payroll, so to speak. But yeah, yeah, no. that's a whole nother topic. That the clock has yes. started. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. a different a different world. I come from a family of attorneys, yeah. so. Um, but you'll but, you'll have some light legal expenses along the way, you know, to protect yourself. But it's it's not much. So anyway, so you found a group. Um, you can either pick the group based on the group that you like, or you can pick it kind of based on the city. You know, say you like mm-hmm. uh, a Memphis. Um, you think that they've got good returns, and and you like the economy there. Um, then you can start looking for a Memphis group, or if you like Indianapolis, you know, you can find us. So we have the, we have the team in place. You've got a realtor that you trust that you've vetted, or you've yep. got an affiliate. Uh, you know, normally they're going to have their real estate license. Um, you got an accountant. Um, you've, you've built your team, so you're ready to dive in. You know, backing up just a little bit. Um, down payment. Sure. Um, so. Again, you don't have to be rich to do this. In fact, we think that you should start talking to these groups and start lining this all up before you even have it. If you have it, great. Even if you don't have that money, we don't think you should wait to, to do these things. We think you should meet with the groups. We think you should you know, figure out what kind of city you want to be in mm-hmm. so you, that you can, so you can hit the ground running when you start. But more importantly, they're going to help outline what you need to do to reach in order to do this. Sometimes the goal is much more achievable than people realize, and that's just the motivation they need. So we suggest you sit down with some, with these groups and line them up, tell them what you're trying to do. And a good group is going to work with you or a good realtor is going to, going to help guide you on that path. Mm -hmm. And any of them will be happy to work with you, even though you're not a client yet, they'll be happy to help you get from point zero to the start line. Right. In fact, I almost feel like that's the most important part. It's easy to say, well, someday I'm going to start and I'm going to buy these houses. I, I need to save first. Save how much? You know, Where are you going to do it? Why not line that up, know what you need, and know where that start line is, and know where you're going to start in advance? It's very important to me. That's the, those are the people we see get started. The people that we, you know, the clients when we're out on the speaking circuit, when we're talking to people, a lot of them, I'd say 90% don't own re- any real estate yet. And they're there lining it up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they become clients and we get a front row seat to their success, which is awesome. But, you know, the people who end up being successful real estate investors almost all start before they know anything about it and have the money in a lot of cases. So that would be, to me, step that next step. Yeah, and the, just to add, you know, on the down payment I'm a huge believer in having skin in the game. You know, there's other ways of getting into real estate with no money and, um, you know, using other people's money. A lot of times it's high interest situations. Right. You know, I've just seen a pattern of success with real estate investors that the ones that have skin in the game, their mindset is a little bit different. And, the, their levels of success is different as well. Um, sure. You know, I, I... It's a commitment. It they're, is. They're committed. Correct. I mean, it puts you into the property where, right. you know, you go find, uh, you know, hard money at 15% and two points or, you know, whatnot. It, it takes a certain mentality away from you that I feel like successful real estate investors need, which is, you know what, I got my ass on the line here. Right. Because... I've got my hard-earned money into this into this property. Right. I'm not going to screw it up. Whereas, 
if you have no money, you know, involved whatsoever, I think people make bad decisions that way. For sure. You know, and I'm not saying that there's people that, 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 uh, that don't do it successfully. They do. Um, but there's a, there's a correlation that we see with our successful clients and other real estate investors that are successful whenever they have their own skin in the game or started out with their own skin in the game, most of the times they're more successful. They are. I, and, you know, property number one is usually the hardest to come up with the money for, you know, and, and the only asterisk to, to what you said is I've seen a few people who got very aggressive in order to get their first house and then became more with their own skin in the game and they rolled their success into the more real estate. They didn't keep going on that path though. Those are the people that we see fail. People are constantly borrowing too much money to just to build refi to yeah. die and buying giant portfolios. And they're just off the rockers. You know, it drives but, me nuts. It's just, yeah. I just, I don't, I see it a lot. I listen to a lot of real estate podcasts and that is preached a bunch, yeah, you know, suck all the equity out of your home and invest in more and, I just don't. I just don't believe in that. If the economy st- always is on an upward trajectory, on a constant upward trajectory, that will work. Right. But as we know, that's not how the economy works. Sure. I mean, it's cyclical. You know, it goes up, it goes down. What goes up must go, go down. It's so. I just I believe in. in you're living on the knife's edge, one hundred percent of the time when you're doing that. Why do it? Real estate can be something very different than what a lot of those gurus teach. It can be, it can be a, again, I say it all the time, generational wealth builder that is a way to breathe easy because you have it. It's, it can be an asset that makes you, takes the stress away. Why add all this stress into it and take it right to that edge to build more? It's, and I, I say, I talk about my own personal situation, not to toot my own horn, um, but, you know, I, I had a, uh, real estate portfolio that I had from even before you and I going right. to business, and I never took anything out of it. I mean, never paid ourselves a nickel, right? Um, you know, off of it, um, and it was amazing because I was basically on a, a, about a ten-year plan for a twenty, you know, five um, rental portfolio where after ten years they were all paid off, right? Um, and then it's like overnight, the cash flow increase was was just well. That brings you know, us to scaling. You know, immense. So yes. Um, so scaling. So you know, you've got your goals kind of lined mm-hmm. out. Um, let's say that someone's goals are well. Before I go through specific examples, scaling can be done at almost any level. So you're talking about just building your portfolio. Correct. You know, you're going from one property to X, however mm-hmm. many it is that you want to do, and it usually ends up being X times two because you. You usually want more after you've got. And I think it's important to to talk about scalability because we see it all the time where people will get one house and then they, you know, get complacent and just don't get up and and do more. You know, I'm not one to push people to buy more houses than they're comfortable with because I believe real estate should bring you literally comfort, not stress. Well, if you're doing it, I think... I kind of agree and disagree, but I think if you're doing it right, uh, the more you do, the more comfort it can provide. Correct. That's That mm-hmm. was my point, yeah. which is if you have just one house, that can be stressful because if there's a bump in that road on one house. No diversification. No. Yeah. If you've got 10 houses and you got one house that's vacant that month because you're doing a tenant turn, 
you still got all that other rental income to pay your mortgage. So mm-hmm. if it, it's tough That's to just do point. one, you know, mm-hmm. for, for me, again, I don't want to push people to ever do more than they should. But if you're going to do this, we do suggest you need a portfolio. We believe in the idea of a portfolio, not just a rental property or even two. We believe in building a decent portfolio that will help you through the bumps, you know, that diversification. So how do you go from step step zero to step one to step two? You've got your first house. Then the next, how do you get move on to that next one? I think it's, it's, it's kind of challenging to – because I think everyone's roadmap looks different. I think it's you setting down with your team, you know, like like we discussed. Right. Um, I think that having the mindset of knowing that you want more is the biggest step. Um, and I think if you have that mindset, I think that a lot of times it will take care of itself. Um, you know, what on, you know, property, you know, two um, is involved from a financing standpoint and property three and property four. But, you know, to me, you know, having the drive to be able to know that you do want more and you're that you're ready to scale is a, is a big portion of that. And two is, I believe in boring. Yeah, I believe in doing making real estate as boring as humanly possible. And when I say that, I mean not taking all the money out of your out of your properties right. and saving and then buying another conservative investment and then um, using that to pay down the debt service and you know making it making it boring the the ideas of 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 you know going to from 0 uh, to 100 immediately well, if you're going from 0 to 100 you're you're going to have to borrow the money from right. from somewhere but boring um, you can get there just as quick because you can when you say boring, you're talking about basically not taking the money out of that house and throwing it in your pocket and spending it. Right. By boring, you're saying let's use the rental income. You know, your 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 tenant's going to be paying down your mortgage plus you'll have profit. And he's what Clint is saying is you take that profit part and you put it back into a savings account, and and that will help you get to property two much faster. You'll have your down payment faster for property two than you did property one, because you'll have your income that you're saving Correct. from your job, supposedly, and then you'll have the income from that property that's also going into that, and you'll get to property two. Property three goes faster, property four goes even faster, and it just snowballs, because before you know it, you've got a portfolio that's paying for you to save to get the next one. Then you reach a point where you've hit your goal as to number of houses, right? Then that's where we differ than almost everyone out there. Every guru I've ever heard thinks differently than you and I and a lot of the successful people we know on what to do at this point. I don't like many of the gurus. No, quite quite honestly, you know that. Yeah. We could go on and on about that. Crap word. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Guru. Yeah. I just watched a documentary. I am not your guru. Anyway. um, So I'm talking about the guys that, you know, that, uh, that have like the infomercials. Oh, you know, I know. Pulling up in pulling up in a Bentley. Yeah. And, you know, you know all this silliness. I, I listen to a lot of motivational stuff at my desk, yeah, as you, you know. Um, and one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest guys, and I, I liked his book, um, but you know he he preaches, you know, to not own a house. Right. Um, you know he preaches to, um, you know, use other people's money. You know all the time. And, Very you know, aggressive. I, I just. I don't know. I, I think that that he's good because 
it's different than, than your, your conservative traditional way of, of investing. And I think that's a big sales tactic. For sure. Um, you know, and we see it with, with, with many other so-called gurus. Aggressive with, uh, sells. It, it sounds sexy. It's more exciting, um, you know, and it, it sells, but it doesn't build the kind of wealth that we see being conservative built. So, you know, when, so it, when you get to that point where you've built your portfolio to kind of the level you were trying to get to, okay, um, you're happy with the number you have. It's got diversification. You can handle the bumps in the road. What we preach next is, again, different than what just about everyone else out there says, which is to pay off your debt right. on them. Right. It's to just let those rents come in and send it right into your mortgages. Pay them or down. take the money and go to <laughs> Vegas and put it all on yep. black and then come back and double down. Right. You know, it's just sound real estate. You know, sound it, advice. <laughs> <laughs> but but so for an example, for folks who don't have any houses, let's say you, you spent the next, just say five years and you got to 10 houses, right? Mm -hmm. And you're. At that point, you're 30 years old. You started in your 20s. You're young. You're 30 years old. You got 10 houses. You got 10 mortgages on those houses, but you got a lot of rental income coming in. You most likely got 30-year mortgage, mortgages on those houses. If you accelerate and start putting your excess rents towards paying down your, your debt service, you can have those houses paid off in 15 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no reason Correct. you shouldn't be able to. In fact, that's, that's the time frame that I recommend. Right. So in 15 years, so that would make you 45 years old, 10 houses, our average houses are worth, say, 150000 And if you count it, I'm not even going to count in appreciation that those houses will be worth down the road, which is 3 to 4% more per year. But you'll have a portfolio worth $1.5 million paid off free and clear that is bringing in at least 15000 a month. So you want to go sit on the beach at 45 and retire? This can literally be done. Ten homes, realistic. Correct. You know, we have a lot, many clients that have you know ten plus properties. Yep. Ten homes, fifteen thousand a month, one point five million in net yep. worth. You can just take fifteen thousand dollars a month that just comes into your mailbox and just do it into infinity right off to the sunset. Or if you want to take a big lump, sell them at that point. Sell your portfolio. You get one point five million dollars. You know, and, and that's on the conservative side. So we're know, talking just be conservative to get there. Correct. But then once you're there, there's the true excitement then, then, and wealth. Then, and money. then there it is. There's your Ferrari. Mm -hmm. If you can be patient with this, right. instead of taking money along the way, then you can get to the Ferrari. You can get to the, the you know, private planes, even. You know, if well, you I've, been, a, I've been patient. Right. And, you know, I have the portfolio. <laughs> I drive a 1995 Chevy Tahoe. Um, so. I mean that's a that's a big sales tactic, uh -huh. which I kind of love that though. Yeah. You know, but you know, yeah. I, but how many cars do you do you own though? I mean, if you talk, yeah. But, <laughs> but if you're talking about you know the a lot of it's you know for our office and yeah. you know of course I have a couple I have, collector cars. I have to have a, yeah a big family yeah. van for you know road trips. But don't let him fool you. He's had a lot of success <laughs> in what we've done. He's a very humble guy. We try to remain humble in what we do. We we try to remain humble in the image we put out there and the cars that we drive, but don't let him fool you. He's had great success. He's done what we're talking about doing at our age. It's freeing, 
And it's, I'm, I just, you know, it's one of the things I respect most about you is how you live. You remain the same guy you were when you were. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, you, you as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, part of, of, of my success was growing up in a small town. Yeah. And if you were that guy that was driving down Main Street in Rockport, Indiana, in a Ferrari, probably didn't have a lot of friends. No. You know, that's just not – so, you know, um, I don't know. It's – and all my friends are still back there. You know, right. I mean, I just went on a golf trip with, with 11 of them. And I don't know. I think that, that my small-town values, you know, helped with not – over leveraging, not buying things that aren't needed, right. and, and, and things. So, again, boring. Yep. But it does work, and I th- I love your example of the, of the ten homes. I think that that's really powerful for anyone listening. I mean, because that's real. I mean, it's, if you want to get yeah. to ten, there it is, fifteen k a month, and even scale it back into say, you know, net of everything, it was twelve a month. You know, right? Um, twelve thousand a month. One and a half million dollars paid for with other people's money, meaning right. people paying rent. Right. Um, you know. So. So. So basically, you would have saved enough for that first down payment. Say it's twenty thousand dollars. You'd you'd saved enough for that second down payment using some rents to help you. Say seventeen thousand. So that's and then the next ones you can pretty much build on your own. Let's say you put another, you save another five thousand, and then use the rents for property number three down payment. So that would be that would mean you've got about forty thousand dollars, forty two thousand dollars total money invested of your savings, forty two thousand dollars, and fifteen years later you have a portfolio paid off that's worth one point five. Talk about a return on investment. And you know, yeah, I hesitate gets, to say yeah. these numbers because it sounds so, you know, cliche and the you know what you see on these infomercials. It's legit, man. But it's true. It's legit. It's true. It doesn't take much and you will be a millionaire. We talked about this stat last week. I just want to throw it out there one more time. 90% of millionaires over the last two decades, according to Forbes, 90% of millionaires became millionaires through real estate. They didn't become real millionaires and buy real estate. They became millionaires through investing in real estate. It works. This plan works, and it doesn't take much. $42,000, $50,000 to become a millionaire? It's doable, and we can help people do that. You know, and there's others like us who that's what they, they live for. There's nothing more more rewarding for you and I than sitting down with someone, coming up with a plan, and 10 years later going to dinner with them. Or when we just had a client stop by um, not long ago, and he owns uh, a lot of Domino's franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's neat to see their success years later as they come, and, and we've got like eight properties. He has like eight properties with us. It, that part gets fun. So reach out to someone like us. Reach out to us. Reach out to, uh, you know, another provider somewhere where you you want and get this built. It's that easy. At the end of the day, you always say it. I love it. Just do it. Just gotta, do it. You got you to gotta press forward and, and do it. Don't be scared either to reach out to these folks. Again, if you're a newbie, if you've never done this and you don't even have the money to do it, still reach out. Don't be embarrassed by that. Do it. That's the only way. They'll help you get to the start line. If you just dream of someday I'll get to that start line and I'll do it, you're not going to get there as quickly as if you go to someone and you say, okay, I want to own real estate. I don't have the money now. What do I need to do? We'll help you get to that start line. We love boring. We love conservative. 
At the same time, boring and conservative can turn into big things. But that's our show for today. Uh, we're the homeboys. We're glad that you joined us. Make sure you hit subscribe down below. And feel free to reach out to us anytime. Until then, happy investing.